Welcome to the Daniel McInnes Podcast, a podcast for small businesses who are seeking great practical advice about marketing and sales. Danielle thinks like a customer. Even as a little kid, she always has shown deep empathy for others. Dan uses this customer insight to help small businesses create practical marketing strategies that work. Using this customer-centric approach and her 20 years experience in sales and marketing, Dan takes what is in your head, adds her expertise to create a system to assist you make better marketing decisions, attracts a regular stream of ideal customers, and creates a brand that your employees and customers will love. Hope you enjoy this podcast. So welcome back to my podcast for another week and um, I have Cameron on the line who has also done another podcast from, for us from Cinetech. Welcome, Cam. Howdy. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks for coming back and I guess the idea behind this podcast was stemmed from um, working with small businesses that have either created their own website or in the process of doing that. And so, you know, it's great to have you back to perhaps do a real-life case study. We've, we're about to dial in Beck, who has um, a acupuncture cosmetic um, uh, centre that she runs out of Perth in Australia. And she's going through this exact process. And so the idea is for us to give her some feedback and some advice and then, you know, hopefully our listeners can take that on board. So let's dial her in, <laughs> I say. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let me see how this It's 8 o'clock in Perth in the morning. Good morning. Hi, Beck, it's Danielle. How are you going? Hello, good, thanks. How are you? Good. I'd like to introduce you to Cameron Madhill. Um, Cam runs a, um, well, I guess you call a web design whole um, infrastructure house um, in, is it San Francisco, Cam? Yeah, I'm actually in uh, Portland, Oregon, which is north of California. It's on the west coast, though. So I'll just introduce both of you to one another. So, so Beck, I was just telling Cam a little bit about your business, but could you give us sort of an update as to you know what you've been doing and and now that you're sort of moving from this original website that you sort of constructed, where you are at in the new website? Uh, okay, yeah. Well, my business is. Um, well, doing a lot of cosmetic acupuncture, I, I do, but I use a lot of natural therapies to help people basically look younger. So getting rid of lines and wrinkles and tightening up skin and, and helping with skin conditions and getting people to feeling their best and looking their best by using all natural therapies. Um, so that's the... So that's why I've changed my business name from Cosmetic Acupuncture Perth. I've just changed it to Chi Radiance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I want to keep that website because that website still brought in a lot of clients for me who are looking for Cosmetic Acupuncture because it's in the name. Mm-hmm. And so, so, yeah, so the re- reason I'm changing it is just because it didn't really sum up everything I did. It was just a small part of what I do. Right, and so in the process of the new, well, look, so you've got two things. One is you're keeping your existing site because it's still getting some traction. So we can talk about how that works and perhaps some tips around that. And then your new site with the new name, um, 
what are you using? What do you know what you're building it on and, and what your web designers are using to build that and that sort of thing? No, I'm not sure about that one. I think he's, it's not ready yet, but he's doing it and he said it's very, I can update it myself, so okay. it's really simple to use. Yeah. And I think he's actually built it himself, like it's his own sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, well, can maybe between the two of us we can touch on those two things. One is the existing site and um, some thoughts and suggestions and perhaps the new sites and th- considerations that Beck might be able to take away in the audience when working with a web designer. Sounds great. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Any ideas or th- first questions, Cam? Um, yeah, so, so Beck, I'd be curious to hear, um, so your current plan is, is to keep the current site as it is and then you're, you're doing an entirely separate website um, around G-Radiance, is that correct? Yes, I am. But I, my problem was with the, this website now because um, someone put it onto Business Catalyst is I don't know how to change it, so I don't often update it. And is there a reason why you're not just going to replace the, the current website? Um, no. <laughs> no, there's I mean, no reason why I wouldn't just replace it. No. I mean, my, my thought there is, is that, you know, there, there's some benefits from a search engine standpoint, you know, of having that domain name that's cosmetic um, acupuncture because, be, as you said, there'll be people searching for that. And it's, it's, it's rich yeah. in, you know, the search terms. Um, but there's no reason why that, that domain name, that, that you, you couldn't just change the site to be Chi Radiance um, and have a more functional domain name is what we typically call that. Um, it, does, it has definite benefits for search engine optimization. Um, certain, I, if you come across that term, that basically being the, the fancy term for getting your site to rank well in Google for terms that bring us business. Um, I would just yep. consider that because you've, you've, you've got this outdated site and there, there's a lot of things that could be done to improve it, but fundamentally, if you're going through this redesign process, why, why you know, why saddle yourself with two sites that you need to maintain and worry about and potentially confusing messaging? Um, so, you know, just thinking oh, yeah. you could keep that, you could keep that asset of the domain name that you have without having to keep the, the outdated site with it. So, Cam, so that I, oh, okay. so that I understand you, are you suggesting? Because I've had this done to actually point that domain, that cosmetic acupuncture Perth at the new site so that if they did yep. type that in it would come up with the new site yeah yep yep and there's a number of benefits oh. to that um from from a search engine standpoint search engines like the the longer a domain name has been around the the more um weighting that they give to it and, and the reason is that, that it shows some longevity in the business um and, you know, as far as that whole game of, of convincing a search engine that your site is, is relevant and meaningful for specific terms, having both a domain name that has keywords that you want, like cosmetic acupuncture, um, as well as a domain name that, that has been registered um, for a long time, those, those will all help your overall efforts to get clients through search engines. Um, and, and then on top of it, you'd be taking this domain name, which is, has, is older, it has more authority, um, you'd be putting a new website up, and assuming the website is done well, it'll have better fundamentals uh, for search engines, and it'll have newer content. And so search engines, like they both like domain names that have been around for a long time, but they also like more recent content because it shows um, a business that, that is, is established. You, you can think of it as the example of if, if we're looking for a place to go shopping, um, let's say like a grocery store, 
we give some weight to a place that's been around for 10 years, right? Because we know yeah. we know that there's if it's been around for ten years, it can't be that bad, right? It's it's not necessarily means it's great, but we know that they've survived for ten years. They must have figured something out. <laughs> but by that same token, if there's two grocery stores right next to each other that have been around for ten years, and one of them updates their coating of paint and their monthly specials and the tables out front every year, and the other one literally has not upgraded anything from when they opened up ten years ago we're also more inclined to choose the one that's been more regularly refreshing and updating their business. So it, that's kind of the, the direct analogy you're looking at there. And so that's where I'd say, you know, keeping that domain name, but putting that new website on there um, overall is, is assuming you do some fundamental things right is, is the best approach in many cases. And could, oh, wow, that's a great analogy. And could I, just because I'm thinking about this, could Beck also say she's got this, is it Chai Radiance, the other domain that you've registered back? Yeah, or yeah. Chi Radiance. Oh, sorry, Chi Radiance. Yep. Could she can also, if she wanted to, um, point that new domain at this URL, the existing one? So she could really have both domains out there. Um, sure, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a number of different techniques there. Um, the what what the main thing you want to do is make sure that Google knows which the the what the primary domain name is for your website, um, and that that's a process called a 301 redirect, which sounds really nerdy and complicated, but it's actually just nerdy and, and easy. Um, <laughs> and you, you can just do some googling around that, and what that means is that if I type in chiradiance.com or uh, back, I don't know if that's the exact domain name, but that if I type that in. The, the the URL bar in my browser will actually change to cosmeticacupuncturepurth.com.au. Um, so that's that's just a a way that you can handle that. The 301 redirect you can think of those are those are actually the way that that search engines it's, it's similar to mail forwarding. And so the same way that if you go to decide to spend uh, let's say you want to spend three months in lovely Portland, Oregon for some reason, and you go stateside and you're gonna be there for three months, you could set up a temporary forwarder. Um, from your, your address in Australia um, to say that, you know, for those three months, send my mail to this new address. Um, but on the other hand, if you permanently relocated to Portland or, say, somewhere else in Australia, it's a different code to tell the post office I have permanently moved, right, tell all these people to update my address permanently. And so so what you'd be looking to do is, is this code basically tells search engines that if you type in chiradiance.com, forward, you know, in essence, forward that mail on to this other domain name, that's the real address. Does that make sense? I hope I... Yeah. Does that make okay. sense, Beck? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something you could ask your web designer about. I'm sure that they could assist you with that. Um, let's go through the actual yeah. site content. Um, can you give us any idea? Have you changed the content a bit for the new site, Beck, or have you thought about that in terms of the layout? Uh, the layout will be different. Yeah. It will be... Um, I'm not going to put so much information on it, mm -hmm. um, and it's going to have like the two pages, that, two sort of pages with tabs, but the rest will be like when you're reading down, it's going to say click here for more, or read here, mm -hmm. but, you know, when you say see more or whatever, so then it will take them to a page where it's got more information relevant, so we'll just have small bits of information. Mm -hmm sort of clearly segmented on the home page, I guess, and it's going to then, if people want to read more, they'll click on that and it will take them to more. 
So Cam, have you got any sort of suggestions around content and layout for Beck just to consider? Because I think there are a couple of good points that she's doing in terms of the amount of text. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so it's hard to say without being able to see the, the news site, but... Um... Yeah, I was hoping that would be ready by now. Yeah. Right, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think a lot of um, sort of common points I would make is, is often a, a website design or redesign is, is this really, it's this like painful existential thing for an entrepreneur because it's it's really the most tangible manifestation of your business. And, um, you know, you might have a business plan, you might have some sort of, you know, strategy, you might have, you know, various other documents, mission, whatever it might be, but they tend to be private and the website is public. And so it's, it's actually somewhat stressful for a lot of entrepreneurs um, to, to write down who they are and what they do. Mm. And, it, and, and sometimes then it turns into this exercise of, um, I mean, really it's sort of like, like, like business, you know, strategy and philosophy. And, and we can forget that the, the whole point of the website is to generate business for us, right? So the website should be all about your prospective customers, not about you. Um, yep. And so, th so there's a there's a place to talk about yourself, but typically, you know, we always work with our clients to say, you know, the, the the whole objective of you know great marketing is to get as close as possible to your customer. Um, yeah. So, so I think when I look at the site, an, another level is is also maybe sort of similarly and sort of high on the common mistakes is that um, we we draw parallels in our mind between print brochures. And websites, forgetting that a website is a dynamic medium that, you know, people are in control. They're not sitting down to, they're not interested in reading it the way in which you would read a brochure. Um, and it's interactive, so they're not going to go through it from start to finish the way that you do with a brochure. So a couple of the main points there. One, one of the best phrases from a, a customer experience standpoint, and this applies, by the way, to... Any, any experience the customers have, right? If they come into a retail establishment, if it's a, they have a phone engagement, um, that you always want to follow this framework of don't make me think. We never want to ask our customer prospects to um, think at any point. So, you know, one of the main things I see looking at the current website, um, I do like how clear yeah. it is. Um, you know, I like the clear benefit of, of look younger, feel fantastic. So I think that pretty quickly both qualifies and disqualifies certain people. Um, okay, yeah. And, and I like the fact that it says Cosmetic Acupuncture Perth because I assume you're only looking for local business. Um, yeah. So that's immediately helpful. Um, but I would love to see, um, for any kind of local business, I'd love to see the address because there's, there's just a certain point beyond which people are not interested um, in taking the trip. And I'd love to see the phone number right there because you'll have, um, you'll have folks who will have heard about you from whatever context and all they want to do is get your contact information. Um, Another example would be you'll have people who have already signed up, but they've lost the address or they're unable to find your location, so they're only going to your site to look up your phone number. So that's oh, where just yeah. putting in the up yeah. So just putting that in the upper right hand corner, we always see that, that increases the number of calls. The other wow. thing I would push, and I'm, I'm going to veer again into tech talk, but that's okay. You just need to you just need to pass this on to your web designer. Um, tell them to make sure the phone number. Tell them to make sure the phone number is an HTML. It's not an image. And that way, if someone's on a smartphone, um, you know, iPhone, BlackBerry, Android phone, um, and they're yeah. looking at your site, then they can just click on it and dial direct from their browser versus having to, having to look at an image and try to memorize yeah, um, the phone number. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that'd be a quick just sort of 
common little best practice there. Um, and, and so sort of by that same lines, when I look at the current site, if I go to the contact page, what's interesting is you've got this, um, you know, I've clicked on this link and I've in essence told you I want to contact you, but the first thing I see is um, would you like to ask a question or receive a free newsletter? Um, and, and free is in all caps, so actually what my eye goes to, and I'm, I'm a very sort of, there's models of how people make decisions online, but I'm a very impatient type, which is not uncommon. I go straight to free and then I see newsletter and then I get confused and I see fill out the form to be added to our mailing list. Um, the other thing is then I have to scroll a fair bit of the way down the page and go through a bunch of fields. Um, and before I can actually see your phone number or uh, your address or your email. So I would just make okay. sure those things are above the fold. Um, it's, it's a great phrase. It actually comes from the print world. If you think of a newspaper, right? It's that the articles okay. are above the fold on the front page. And then when you actually unfold the newspaper, then you have what's below the fold. And anything above the fold gets read you know, at a much higher rate. And it's the same thing on the web. That fold just comes from where where the browser cuts off the screen. And so when I look at that contact page, I actually, above the fold, I don't see anything related to your email, phone number, or address. Um, okay. So those, those are kind of layout things of helping us to look at it from a, you know, a prospect or customer standpoint when they come to your site of what do they want to see. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's some really good takeaways. God, you know, that everyone does this. <laughs> so so um, yeah. you're providing great feedback for lots of people. Um, I just wanted to ask you, are you looking to sell, obviously you're, you know, promoting your service. Are you looking to take it further into any products when you move to your next site or is it still primarily the main aim for you uh, is for people to come to you for service? I, well, I definitely do want to sell products in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got products to sell, so I just hadn't really gone down that track yet. Okay. Um, we're doing it online. Is that in the pipeline in your new site? Will it accommodate that? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, it will accommodate it for the future. That's yeah. what he's told me, yeah. I hadn't put it on. I haven't set it up to do it right now, but it is set up that he can do it and add it on to the future. Sure. Any thoughts, Cam, on, on terms of um, actually selling products online, if Beck goes down that way or down that path? And we'll just wait for Cam. I think Oops, sorry about that. No, okay. I just had a little connection, connection hiccup there. That's okay. Um, I think... I mean, I, I think if, if that's something you're going to expand into, that's great. I think the, the key question I would have would be... If you're going to sell products, who are you selling products to? Is it the same customer base? Um, are they actually going to, are they, you know, why would they buy through your website versus just doing it when they're um, at your location? Um, if it's a different customer base, um, you know, that's a whole interesting question of should it even be the same website? I mean, I think, I think the biggest, the, the phrase I always like is that if, if you know, when, when you look at, this is true of everything in life, but if you look at a website, if everything is important, then nothing is important. And so um, clarity is always critical on the web because people are moving so fast and they're trying to do so many things. And so if I go to your site and now I see three featured products, plus I see that you have some services, um, plus maybe you have a special, plus whatever else you might have going on, all of a sudden I'm confused and I'm not sure, is this, is this a, an establishment that I can show up to or is this an e-commerce business or is this 
both? Are you trying to sell me products? Or are you trying to get me to show up to your location? Um, so on and so forth. And so, and so I think that's just, in my mind, that's the key question of, <coughs> excuse me, if, if, um, if you want to sell products, sorry. That's okay. <coughs> excuse me. Don't know what happened. There. Um, if if uh, I got, I, I got, yeah, I got, I got choked up. I got moved here. So if if you do want to sell products, it's just the question is, is it the same customer audience, and why would they buy it from your website versus in your location? Because you just you just want to avoid confusing the message. And and then I think the the key question there is for your website. And and there's no problem to have them both, of course. But the the key question is why. Uh, what's the entry point? So if the people coming to your website are primarily, if the way they become a customer is through engaging you um, at your retail location for services, and then they'll start buying products. In other words, they would never buy products before they started becoming a customer coming to your location. Um, Then you now know that you can basically downplay the importance of the products on the homepage. Um, Maybe it's the other way around, and maybe you have really desirable products that are uh, exclusive or hard to find, and that it's the other way around, and that it's people who will buy products from you, and that's how they become a customer. Um, typically, it, typically though, you lead with the service and not the product. So, so that's my only comment is just figuring out, you know, is it a different customer audience? How does it, as far as the total customer experience, how do people start the relationship with you? And on the website, focus on however they start the relationship with you because you're trying to generate new business through the website. Because um, you can literally just tell your clients, you know, if let's say it's a convenience thing, you can say, well, just go to the website and you'll see a link in the top right that says products. Um, and there's no more messaging on the site around that. Um, that's fine. That's plenty good for your existing uh, customers. You see that all the time with like customer login links on websites, right? If if uh, mm-hmm. if you're say a customer of Salesforce, the the customer relationship tracking software, if you go to their website, the whole website's geared around them signing up new prospects, um, and 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 we actually use their tool, right? And then there's a, a login link in the upper right hand corner. So it's it's that you know it's distinguishing between what what functionality you have on the website for new customers versus existing customers, and making sure that it's prioritized properly. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't want a prospect to show up and think that they've stumbled onto an e-commerce store when really the whole goal is to get them to sign up for services first. Oh yeah. Does that make sense, Beck? Oh, it totally does. So you're suggesting that I would have a, a separate website for. Um, internet retail sales, online sales. You know? Yeah, or or if you had it as w- all on one site, that it would just be minimum. You know, j- just that you understand for for internet retail sales. Um, how does that? You know, what's the relative importance of that versus your service offering? It, it's um, another way people express this that I really like is knowing why people come to you versus why people stay. Um, and that you know, typically when someone comes to us as a new customer, there's a very specific need um, that we're able to take care of, right? And yeah. typically, why they why they stay is you know, it's often it's commitment to quality, it's commitment to relationship, uh, strategic focus, and then sort of in a B two B environment, it's you know, commitment to my overall well being in a business consumer standpoint. But those are really hard sort of selling points to a new prospect because everyone kind of says them. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, maybe the example there would be that, like, if you say, look at, like, a personal training establishment, a lot of people come to them because they have a real specific need, either a health issue that they've been told they need to um, address through exercise or they're trying to lose some weight. Um, And then often why they stay is their personal relationship with the personal trainer. Um, But that's not that's not the reason they that that's not what convinces them to become a customer in the first place. Yeah. So I think that hopefully that's given you some tips. Beck. what I wanted to focus on now is so we sort of talked about the layout, the design, and I, I want to talk about you know how do we know who's visiting us and how do we get them to convert? So what are those call to actions that are going to lead um, your particular customers to either contact you by phone or find you in the first place? And I guess the f- first place that I always start with this is to find out one, whether you've got any Google Analytics running on your current site and whether you're likely to have that on your new site. Do you have any understanding about that, Beck? Uh, no, I know I get an email all the time or that says my something about my... Um, your visitors? Yeah. Visitors to yeah, the site? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll send me like a monthly stats thing with a little graph but I don't really um, understand it. You know, I, I just think <laughs> I'd usually just delete that email. <laughs> Do you? Oh, my God. I think so many small businesses either get it and they don't get this email and they sort of think, well, as long as it's going up, it's okay and, and don't look at it. Or even worse than that, they don't get it at all. But because we know so oh. many customers or potential customers are looking online, you know, by tweaking that a little bit, you can make a big difference to your business. So, Cam, have you got any thoughts about, um, you know, collecting information about your customers from the site and what we should be looking at? Because it might be useful. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, I, I think it's good to get Google Analytics installed. I think with most small businesses I see, they just kind of get overwhelmed with all the data. Um, you know, and the data that it spits out is not very useful. And I think it's it's often really appealing at first because you think, hey, that's really exciting. I've got, um, you know, I've got, you know, two and a half minute average time on site or a bounce rate of this percent or whatever it might be, you know, this 3.6 average pages per visit. You know, and, and those are none of those are numbers that we really care about as as business owners and entrepreneurs. What we care about, of course, is how many leads the site is generating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I you know I think a couple things. You know, with web analytics, it's always really good just to look at trends overall. We want to see where you know are, are things moving in the right direction. Um, so you know, at a real high level, traffic is really nice. Um, the you know, the most common thing that's missing is people are not tracking emails that are coming from the website. And, you know, having that, you know, typically called conversion in the, the jargon of the online space, but having that um, specific outcome that we're trying to accomplish is obviously really uh, changes the focus of web analytics. Um, because once you have that, then you can start to see where people are coming from. Are they coming from uh, review sites online like, you know, Yelp or Google Places? Are they coming from people searching for specific terms? Are they coming from a partner website? Um, are they coming in direct, which means that they, they heard about you and they're typing in your, your domain name. We call this sort of brand awareness traffic. It means they, they maybe saw you in an advertisement or they heard about you in some sort of um, you know, event or whatever it might be, maybe a, a, a wellness festival or something like that, and in your case, back. Um, yeah. I think... Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I well, think it it's, used it's, to do that. It used to do that before. Yeah, it used to do that when I was in um, the Vista Print sort of that was running it. I could look up where people came from, what they were typing in, um, if it was through Facebook or you know through whatever it would tell me. Mm-hmm. Even what country and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, didn't really I would, do anything with the information. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's. I honestly tell most small businesses that maybe this is sort of. Um, Maybe this is surprising here, but I generally tell most small businesses not to waste too much time on web analytics. And you know, anytime you've yeah. got data, I think I think the key question is always if you if you didn't um, if you didn't have this information, would anything change? Mm-hmm. And typically, what I see with web analytics for small businesses is that nothing would change. Um, yeah. And, and and you know, the point is, if, if if you're not actively doing email campaigns or social media marketing or external marketing that's driving people back to your website. Um, it's just providing you with some interesting, at best, somewhat interesting information. So that, that, you know, that's at a high level. I, I think it's, it's good to, I think the main thing that, you know, that I, I like to talk about is this notion that your website ends up being the hub of your marketing efforts. You know, the website is this touch point. No matter what you're doing out there, you know, there's, there's a point where people make their first contact with your brand or your company. And then something happens, and then they reach out to you and become a prospect, right? And th- those 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 steps in between when they first hear about you, which could you know it could actually be you know through a, a Google search or something like that, but there, there's almost always you know maybe they hear about you at a wellness fair or it's a referral. They're almost always going to your website as an intermediate point. Um, and your website then becomes this really neat way of keeping keeping kind of a finger on the pulse of your marketing efforts. So um, you should see an increase in direct traffic if you're doing, say, a bunch of wellness fairs or outreach or whatever it might be. Um, if you're actively engaged in trying to improve your search engine results, you'd want to see that search engine traffic increasing. So, you know, I, I think at that level it's just helpful to see. Um, okay. And then I think looking at it, especially if you can get if, if you can get the, the tracking of your contact form, that can help you to start to see how effective uh, or not your different marketing efforts are. The, the big uh, black hole for most small businesses, really for most uh, service businesses, is that often uh, the majority of your leads, uh, and we see this as high, ratios as high as three or four to one, will come in from phone calls versus your contact form. And since web analytics doesn't track that, you're kind of in the dark as to you know, how effective your traffic from different sources really is. Uh, you know, how it's really performing. So I think the main thing there is just that Google Analytics is this like massive, crazy amount of data. Mm-hmm. And I think business owners typically have great intuition. So just, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, wor- it's really worthwhile just keeping a, at a real high level, keeping an eye on it, having a discipline to every two weeks or four weeks, just kind of go in and poke around for a few minutes. Because you, you might find a, you might have a really interesting insight. Um, but also not letting that, you know, take you down from a, uh, uh, you know, I, I need to understand every single data point, every single report in uh, in Google Analytics because there's just so much in there, and most of it is not really that useful for your business. Yeah, and most of okay. businesses just don't do it, as you said, Cam. I think that's true. Um, I just wanted to finish on, um, and then Beck, I'll ask you if you've got any final questions. But I just wanted to finish on actually. You know, how do we on this 
website have some direction over what the customer does in terms of navigating to a call to action and are there any sort of specific hints can that you might be able to give back in terms of doing that and she mentioned at start you know that she's cut down the information and has a click point to more information which I think is you know directing that um, user is there any other tips that you would suggest in terms of you know making sure that each page has sort of this call to action to you know to lead to that lead becoming you know a prospect that we can talk to <laughs> yeah uh, gosh I have so many thoughts I, I'd say um You know, look, I, I think at a high level, it's, it's understanding what it is um, that you want people to do. And presumably, it, it's to reach out and contact you about scheduling an appointment. Um, you know, a lot of, I mean, really, it's, it's any kind of sales and marketing process. It's all about removing friction. So the easier you can make it for me to schedule an appointment or reach out to you, uh, the better. Um, and, you know, that some people that I know there's widgets out there, there's some really nice services that will let you actually just schedule an appointment online. They can integrate with your calendaring system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so by removing that gap between me having to email you or pick up the phone or email you a list of times, all of that frustration, if I could just go to your site and say, you know, I know I'm available at 10 o'clock on Saturday. And if I can actually just go there and see that that's available and schedule it, then you're, you're going to get a higher percentage of people to take action. So that's great. Um, then the other thing, of course, is, is on the from the motivational side. You have some incentive for me to reach out. Um, I uh, I saw you had you had kind of an interesting tagline of looking ten years younger in just ten weeks. Um, I don't know if that's tied to you know guarantee visible improvement in one session. Um, maybe the the first session is free. Whatever it might be, but but keep that persuasive language and tie that to your contact forms or your contact buttons because that's what's going to motivate me to actually take that step. Um, I think from a, one of my favorite phrases about regarding um, marketing again is, you know, we always have this challenge that except in a very few cases, we really are not very similar to our customers. We just, we know, we know what we do so well. And it's that notion that you can't read the label uh, when you're inside the bottle. And that's typically where we all live with our businesses, right? And so, yeah. The, the more that you can get um, you, you can tr- you can get that perspective and there's a number of different ways um, I, I think I've mentioned this in the past uh, to Danielle but there, there's a site usertesting.com and it's like 30 or 40 bucks a test and they can just have a person sit down and so you get a video of them trying to use your website um, it, it's just it's literally it, it's just kind of hilarious you put so much time into the design the web designer works so hard the coder works so hard the client works so hard but we all live inside the bottle, um, and, and it's all the classic stuff of, um, you know, this is why we have doors that you can't tell whether you're supposed to push or pull from the outside, <laughs> and it's because they were designed by someone who was never actually going to have to use those doors, right? Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of that whole same notion. Um, the a lot of the most successful websites I've seen, particularly in your space, that. The, the most effective thing you can do is to pre-answer all the questions and address all the anxieties that your prospects have. And, and often the best source of data is think back to every phone call that you or your staff um, has had with someone and think back to every question and every anxiety that they have. If your website can pre-answer all those questions before they reach out to you, um, they're both going to be much more likely to turn into a customer when they reach out to you. 
and they're going to be much more likely to reach out to you in the first place because it's all those unanswered questions are reasons that someone might not pick up the phone and instead would just go to a competitor or a substitute product. So I think that would maybe yeah. be my biggest point from a, a, a content standpoint is just sitting down and whatever kinds of notes you have or a CRM system, you know, what are all those questions that always come up? And, and for some, just at a high level looking at your site, it's going to be, is it safe? Is it for me? Um, how long does it take? Um, are there adverse consequences? Um, is it better than alternative products? All, all, you know, I, I don't know what they are for you specifically, but you know, those sorts of questions. And if you can pre-answer those, then you'll both get a much higher percentage of people reaching out to you, and there'll be much better prospects when they actually do reach out to you. Mm, okay. Good advice. Beck, have you got any questions yeah. for Cam after sort of what we've gone through? Anything popping up in your mind? Uh, not really to do with that. Um, would you recommend that people put prices on there, or and what about specials and things like that? Is that a good thing to put on the website? I, I didn't catch that quite. You said, sorry, put what on the website? Prices or specials? Uh, the prices or specials? Um, Special offers? Yeah, I think, I think specials can be nice, um, especially if they're actually connected to something relevant that's changing, so it's not just kind of a permanent discount. But, yeah, I mean, in general, it's, you know, pe people are always looking at that what's-in-it-for-me model, so, you know, a discount is good. Um, what about a price, the, I, I generally think prices are good. Um, you know, there are, it, it, depends, it always depends on the service, right? So, like, you know, on, on, on my company's website, and we have a lot of clients who are in sort of similar spaces, everything we do is custom-built, so there's not, like, a standard price list. Um, yeah. but in general, you know, when people are going online, they're looking for prices. And so I'd say, unless your, your prices are unusually high, um, or unusually hard to understand, um, it's yeah. typically one of the first things you'll see that people are looking for online. And by withholding that, you just kind of aggravate people. Yeah. Um, I, you know, because yeah. in, in other words, if, if, if your price is, I'm just going to make a number right, but let's say if it's $500 for a session and there's no way I'm spending more than $50. You've just wasted my time by making me call you. And you've also aggravated me and you, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, yeah. the, the, there are reasons to withhold, but I think in general a lot of where the, the web has changed things, and I think mostly, mostly in a good way, is just that people are, um, you know, the, whole, the world has become a lot more transparent. And, and it, it, you, you should have a pretty good reason for withholding pricing. Yeah, thanks. Did you have any other questions, Beck, that you thought of as we were going through? Um, no. No, that's really been really helpful, though. Oh, good. Look, the only other thing that I could suggest is you are in the beauty space, and I think that, you know, I think Shortcuts has a new app, which is an online booking. I'll find it and I'll put it on this podcast, but I think it's if you went to shortcuts.net, you can get a little app that you could add to your site, which is sort of what Cam was talking about with the calendar. And you might, oh, be, able, yeah. you might be able to use something like that for, for booking online. It sort of depends what system you're using internally, but there'll be versions of that. And I think the other thing that I would do is I would be looking up every beauty directory and making sure that you're listed there under your new website as well. Um, so oh, yeah. Yeah, so like Google Places is, you know, a general one and, you know, true local we have in Victoria, I'm not sure if that's in Perth as well, but your local directories are 
an obvious one online, but the other ones are these beauty directories that if you just Google, you could just make sure your site's listed under that or natural therapies might be another one that you want to list for just so that you're getting that um, visibility at that level. And then once I'd, I had done that, I would also look for blogs and other things where you might be able to talk about or contribute to communities that are talking about what you do online because it all just gives you some visibility. Um, you know, this is sort of outside of doing a search engine optimization on your site with keywords and things that um, your web designer may or may not do. But just in addition to that, I find that that just gives you a bit more outreach and it's not that hard to do, to just go and search. And most of them are free. It's just a matter of listing onto the directory. So that might give you a sort of another another task to add to the million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, I'd just like to say thanks, Cam, for joining us and sharing all your expertise. We really appreciate it. And, yeah, thank um, you. My pleasure. And Beck, what we'll do is we'll upload this podcast, and I'll send you a link so that you can um, you can take the MP3 file to your web designer and say, "Here, <laughs> I've oh. written it all down, but here's the here's the MP file. Have a listen. Maybe that will help as well." So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you both for your time. Really appreciate it. And um, thank you. And we'll, we'll, we'll put that up there so everyone can benefit from the learnings, which would be great. Great. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time.